Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. I am here today with my friend and fellow uh, registered holistic nutritionist and fitness coach, Tracy Harper. Um, I'm really excited for you to meet Tracy because she is one of my I guess like original students who took Launcher Nutrition Biz. She's also a dear friend and I've seen her business um, really grow over the years and develop into the niche that she's now in and um, kind of see everything go on this like upward trajectory. So I'm really excited to have her here to share about her business, to share about how she set up her business, like how she started her website and her email list and some of the programs that she uses, as well as um, how she actually just got into nutrition to begin with. I think it's really great to always learn from other nutritionists in the field about how they got started and where their business is going. So really excited to have her here. And before we get started, let me just tell you a little bit about her. So Tracy Harper from Harper Health and Wellness is a registered holistic nutritionist and fitness coach. She feels strongly that food is not only for nourishment, but also for pleasure and works to help her clients find a healthy and sustainable lifestyle that works for them. Tracy works with women to stop dieting, make peace with food, and find ways to care for their body and make health a priority without becoming an obsession. Thanks so much for being here, Tracy. I'm really excited to have you. Thanks for having me. So good yeah. to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to connect. And like I said in the intro, you know, just so proud of you. You know, whenever I see anything that you're putting out on social media or anything that pops into my inbox from your from your email list, this um you're just such a joy and a light, I think, in wow. this uh, industry. And it's just so nice, you know, to have you, um, yeah, just putting yourself out there and and really helping others with their health. And like I mentioned in the bio, you know, in ways where we're really helping women and helping people, you know, find that piece with food and not add to the equation of confusion, which I think just exists in our industry, unfortunately. So I think for everyone that's listening, maybe that doesn't know your story or how you got started, like what even brought you to nutrition to begin with? Uh, well, I guess I, so I have a, a background, I've changed careers a couple of times. I'm, <laughs> and I initially was in like the corporate world and then I stayed home with my kids for a while. And, um, I started to teach fitness classes at a local gym. And from there, I thought as they got older, I thought, oh, I want to, I don't want to go back to corporate. I want to do something different. And it felt sort of like a natural progression for me. Um, I love food. I love talking about food. I love making food. And, and I just thought, oh, I, that program that I took was doable with still having um, somewhat younger children at home. And so that's what led me to take, uh, I took my schooling. I don't know if this is one of your questions, but I took my schooling at the Canadian school of natural nutrition and I did the distance learning. So, um, it was, that was what worked for myself and my family at the time. And, um, yeah, it was kind of just, I wanted something a little bit more than what I was doing, but I also still, um, wanted to be accessible for my family and home and, and able to kind of balance both. So that's what mm -hmm. I decided to take this. 
And how do you find the distance program? Like I know a lot of people, we we have a lot of people listening that maybe haven't even started their nutrition career yet. They actually just want to go to school for nutrition, but so many people think they need to have that in-person learning to get that full effect of, you know, having the teachers there and having the classmates. So how did you find that, that in-person or sorry, that online um, learning to be? It was good for me, but I think, um, primarily because that's what worked for my life situation. So I knew that I couldn't, the campus near my home is about 45 minutes away. So I knew that that just wasn't going to work. And the times that, um, times of the day that they offered it with my kids activities, my priority was still to be there for them. And, um, hopefully once I finished the schooling, then I could put more time into this, but at the time I I couldn't put more time into schooling, if that makes sense. So the distance worked wonderfully for me. Um, I honestly, it needs, I don't know what's happened. It was 2019 that I graduated technology, technology wise, it really needed some updating. So I don't know if that's happened yet, but um, it was great. It was a great, the, the teachers were very responsive the modules were, you know, easy to use, all those kinds of things. So it worked Mm -hmm. for me. I don't think it's for everybody. Um, A lot of people need that in-person, the connection. I mean, I love connection, but it just, as I said, it wasn't going to work for my family situation. So it was perfect for me. So yeah. Yeah. And how did you keep motivated to even Mm -hmm. go through the chorus? I'm really (laughs) curious because I think that's a lot of people that's their biggest issue is like, okay, if I'm kind of self-reliant here, what happens if I don't show up and actually do? So I really wanted to finish in the two years. They give you two years. I mean, I think you can take longer, but I think you actually have to pay or something like that if you take a little bit longer. And so I was very motivated to get it finished in that time period. So they actually give you um, a outline of what they suggest. So Mm -hmm. say, for example, the courses, I don't know, sports nutrition, and they tell you, oh, that's going to take seven weeks. Like I made sure I, which isn't normally my personality, but (laughs) I was like, I'm sticking to this. And I, and I would just take, you know, my kids were in school full-time. So it, you know, I'd say on Monday, I'm going to, going to do school by this time. And then I would make sure I had a date for when I take the test. Cause you always had to take a mm-hmm. test at the end or do a paper or do the case study or whatever. So that, um, yeah, I was just, I really didn't want to go any longer than the two years. Like I really wanted to start hopefully practicing. And, um, so I, I just worked really hard to make sure I, I had a schedule that I, I stuck to now that didn't always happen. Let's be real. Right. There were yeah. times where I was like, Oh, this course took me 14 weeks. It was supposed to be 12. So yeah. you know, I have to, <laughs> real life have to and- buckle down. Yeah. Or I got sick or whatever. Yeah. 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 But I think, cool. you know, even transitioning now into how did you start your nutrition business? I mean, I think that's actually a really good skill set for going into a business is knowing, like setting deadlines for yourself and trying your best to meet them, but knowing that real life is going to happen, but then you almost have to just like jump back like on the horse after and just not be like, okay, you know, I've missed so much or I'm so behind and forget about it. It's like, oh no, okay. It's just going to take as much time as it's going to take for me. And then I'll just keep going if I have any setbacks. So did you find that even like kind of then transitioning to business? Was that helpful because you had already had almost this like schedule set for yourself? It was good because then I knew, I knew that the structure worked for me, but I also had to be forgiving. So I guess, yeah, that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Because life happens and, um, yeah, so definitely that, that two years was good because I, 
we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but I also have never worked for myself. Mm -hmm. So I've, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, there was a deadline given to me by someone else. So you feel, I find, I feel a little bit more pressure when the deadline's from someone else, (laughs) as opposed to a deadline on myself. So yeah, for sure. Structuring the school and making sure I got the school done in two years was helpful. Like you said, once I started my business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing about all of that because I I think people just, yeah, can be hard on themselves or think that they're taking so long or like you said, not really give themselves that self-forgiveness. And again, such a, such an important I guess, skill or piece that we have when, when starting and growing our business, because there's just so many pieces of the puzzle where we're going to be like, okay, that didn't work out as planned, but that's okay. Um, and we'll just roll with the punches. So, um, sure. I think that's so important at the beginning, right? Because you can spend so much time just, um, yeah, doubting yourself and then getting stuck in that, you know, I can't do this. I can't do this. So yeah, totally agree. Self-compassion all the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about like the actual, okay, you finished in two years, you um, got your certification, you're ready to go. How did you then transition into setting up your business? Like, did you, you know, start with a website and business cards? And because you had a fitness background, did you kind of have clients built in already? Or like, what were the steps you took to even get started and put yourself out there? So honestly, I had no idea (laughs) what to do. So luckily I found you. (laughs) So I think I started following you when I was still in school. I'm pretty sure because then I remember asking you like, can I start this when I'm still in school? Mm -hmm. And um, which your response was, yes, you for sure you can. Right. Um, And I think you still respond that way to people, but um, Mm -hmm. I, I did not have a clue. I have not ever been an entrepreneur, nor did I think I ever would be. And to be honest, although the business course was good and helpful, um, it didn't really help me know what to do next. Right. I, 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 I guess I toyed with the idea of trying to find a job outside of the house as a nutritionist, but I still, my kids were still at that phase where they needed me all the time. So I kind of thought, Oh, well, maybe, I will start to do something on my own, but I didn't know where to begin. So, um, yes. So luckily I found your program. I took, I feel like I took something before launch your nutrition biz. Was there something before that? Did you have a um, order program before, or maybe there was a continuing program? No, no, I might've, well, I just remember. goes to show the involvement of a business. The involvement I of can't businesses. remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like a different lifetime. I used to have, so launch your nutrition biz actually used to be called, um, nutritious nutrition business building program. There's okay. Now that I had, I had launch your nutrition biz, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah I used to run yeah. it as a, um, group program and then now it's an online course, but, um, that must be what you're talking about. So I took it as the group program. You, you did take it as the group, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take it as the online. So yeah, there's the involvement of your business. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So luckily I found that, but to answer your question, I know I'm being very long-winded, but to answer your question, I had to do all of it. So I didn't know how to do an email list. Um, I had, oh, the one thing I had, which has actually been very helpful for me, isn't necessarily the case for a lot of people that I talked to now was I had an Instagram page already. Hmm. So I had started that. I think even before I no, probably around the same time I started school and it was mostly like, you know, your typical food pictures, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Yeah, it helped me, um, 
get some relationships on Instagram. That's probably where I found you. Right. So, um, that was really helpful to me. I know that Instagram has changed a lot. I mean, that's been almost four years. So, uh, you know, the algorithms change that all it's all changed, but it definitely Instagram has been so helpful for me. So I had that first, then the website I started on my own, you helped me too. Mm -hmm. And then, Oh, I was about 75, 80% of the way through. And I had, I, Threw in the talent. I decided to invest in um, someone helping me finish it, and and that was amazing. That that I was I was fortunate that I had the um, some money to be able to do that. So I so I had help with my website because prior to that, it was hard to direct people places. I mean, you can do it. You can direct them to a landing page or something. But um, you know, I had Instagram, and then they were like, "What are your programs?" And I would you know type out an email and. Mm. <laughs> Like individualize the response. Yeah. Yeah. So it was was easier. So the website, email list. um, What else? What am I for? There's lots of other things, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of even just trying to think what I probably walked you through in the program, which is a little bit different from the the style of the online course now, but I know that we really hone in on talking about niching down. Yes. That's always something that a lot of people, you know, are either really certain what they want to do, or there's some fear there, or maybe they're just like not ready and they just want to work with a ton of different people. So, um, I mean, I know what your niche is now. And we did talk about that in the bio, you know, helping women stop dieting and make peace with food, but did you start out there or how did you, how did the business kind of, um, start to begin with? I don't think I started out there. I started sort of general, but it wasn't, it wasn't sitting right. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, um, and you were very encouraging with niches. I think we did a whole section on that. Right. And Mm you um, helped us even in the Instagram bio to, you know, basically put in what our niche is. And uh, originally, I think I was thinking sports nutrition stuff because not stuff, but sports nutrition information uh, or nutritionist, because I also on the side work with um, figure skaters and do their fitness. So I thought, oh, maybe that will work. But you know what? It wasn't um, resonating with me and it wasn't like I wasn't dying to do that. Although I love all that stuff and I love reading about all that. It wasn't. I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do that day in and day out. And then I don't even know how it happened. You and I were talking just maybe about other, you know, other things. And I started to share a little bit about my own background with disordered eating and um, sort of over-exercising. And then it just naturally evolved and it felt exactly like what I should do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just, it just sat right with me. I think maybe because I could talk to people easily about it and I could um, empathize and I could understand and I could, you know, approach them with so much compassion for what they were going through. So it, it just felt right. So I think it's, I think it's, I still think that's so important to find the niche Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it's a good lesson in like maybe choosing something a little bit more broad or something you think is the right fit, but knowing that there's the ability to pivot to what feels even better. And I know a lot of people kind of get nervous to even start their business without having complete clarity, but you're a good example of like, okay, you were like kind of kind of sure. And you kind of got the foundation set up. But then once you knew it's like, you have the foundation there now you just kind of build upon it. So maybe your first 
you know, version of the website had more generic information about, you know, nutrition, sports, nutrition, so on. And now it can be very clear about, you know, um, like making peace with food and stop dieting and you can really hone it into that. But again, maybe it doesn't start out that way and that's okay. Yeah, that's exactly what happened because initially, and I, I'm sure a lot of people and you probably, I think I remember reading your story, the same thing. Initially you get like friends and family who want to talk to you about nutrition, right? And they, you're all excited. And then oh, I did some of that work and that was great and, and helpful. And it also gives you some confidence that yeah. you can work with people and um, create things for them. Um, but yeah, once you, once I narrowed it down, it just felt so much more natural for me, but you can always start wherever. And then I feel like your, your intuition will lead you to what what you're bet what you're best suited for. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have a bit of practice and right. yeah. get some and footing under you. Yeah. 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 So the next thing that you probably would have done is come up with some kind of like nutrition program or nutrition offering. Now I'm assuming you started with one-on-one coaching, which I know isn't the only thing you've offered in your business moving forward. I know you went on to do group programs and a membership, but that initial kind of like one-on-one program you created was that um, like a group or a package of sessions. So were you like, okay, I know people might need like three sessions. I'll package them together. Or did you go right into creating like a signature program or what was that? What was that offering? Like, yeah. So my initial, my, uh, it's funny that you asked because I'm, I'm in this phase of, what's the phase. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in a phase of thinking about how to restructure, I guess, is the easiest way to say it. So I have a a one month or I call it a four week. And then I also have a three month. So I guess some people call that their signature program, Mm -hmm. but I had, I felt like I needed a lower, um, maybe a lower cost, less time program. But now as I work with people, I think because of my niche, it's, a lot, I'm finding people are signing up for the one month and then they're extending. Mm. Right. So I, I don't have, my niche is a little bit different probably than other ones in that it's a lot of mindset work. It's a lot of, um, internal work. It's, you know, there's body image. Um, we talk about intuitive eating, all those things. That's really hard sometimes to get that done in three sessions because the first one is like your initial consultation, right. And you go through all the forms they fill in, but it, it can be, um, a journey of opening up for a lot of people. So to do that in three sessions, sometimes it, it doesn't, you know, I don't want anyone to feel rushed. I don't want to feel anyone to feel like they can't share. So, um, yeah, I'm just in the process of probably maybe phasing out the one month and keeping the three month. Cause then the three month has 12 sessions or 13 with the, with the initial consultation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's also great for people to hear that, you know, we might want to offer something in our business at first that because we're trying to do it to make it easier for the people, right. You know, like something that costs less or less time commitment, which I think is great. You have to test certain things out in your business, but if at the end of the day, you know, that a certain time frame is going to give the best transformation and success for someone, like, you know, that one month is just simply not going to help them. And it's almost doing them a disservice because, you know, some people might extend, some people might not. So to know, you know, it's a minimum amount of time to work with you, um, I think is great because then that's just going to help you really refine your skills as a practitioner and really get this like formula framework down for, you know, we do this first and then this second and this third, and it just kind of helps you create some consistency in your business. And then also it just helps, um, 
the the client understand the time frame because I and I'm not sure I'm curious actually here if people how they responded and knowing well I signed up for a month and now I have to extend was that right. more their decision so that was all them and now that we're talking about it I'm I'm realizing I'm wondering if I've ever had a one month person who didn't extend hmm. I'm trying to think yeah but it was never it was it was usually a conversation uh, initiated by the client who said, you know, um, I feel like there's so much more we could talk about or, and then I would come up with, you know, an idea of, of, um, what seemed like a fair, fair price and fair time and that to add on. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm trying to think, I don't think it was ever me saying, Oh, I think you need more, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't really have that pushy sales tactic. Yeah. <laughs> You are not healed because I don't yeah. heal people, right? It's a, yeah. it's also a very journey kind of based work that I do. So it's hard to say your journey is over, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But I guess um, that really goes to show that you are creating like a safe space for people to feel like they want to continue. And, and it goes to show the type of practitioner you are that people want to continue working with oh, you. I think that's a really great you. sign, right? You know, um, that the client's reaching out because like you said, it could be more the practitioner saying, here are the options and a person kind of almost signing up out of, um, I don't know the word to use, but they yes. feel pressure of like, pressure. I must continue pressure. because I'm not yeah. healed or I'm, I'm not solved. There must be something still wrong where, you know, if you kind of almost put the power in the client's hands to say like, here's some options, or if you need more support and then them coming to you and saying, yes, this is something I really want, I think is, um, yeah, I just think that's a great way to do business where like you're opening the door for whatever they need and honoring their needs. Honoring them, yeah. Yes, honoring them, exactly. But I think it's also insightful now for you to almost be like, okay, so almost everybody's doing a longer term program. Maybe I just set it out that way to begin with to give yeah. that client, you know, the best um, chance for success so they can really, you know, um, grow and feel supported in that time frame. So it's nice that it, it's been happening naturally that way, but it's also yeah. nice to be able to pivot the business to reflect kind of what you're seeing that's happening in your practice. Yes. It's been a great, it's been interesting and evolving, but it's also nerve wracking. Cause then I'm like, what if no one signs up for the three month? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Which where I did they all go? Where did all those one month that turn into three months go? And I mean, Yes. And this is like a whole other conversation and that might happen at the beginning, right? Where people yes. are a bit more resistant, but it's almost like you need to double down on why and teaching why the yes. time frame is so important because you know that and you've seen the success, right? Um, so just helping people see that and again, creating, if this is the way that you want to do business, like a non-pressure situation where they can choose if that fits for them or not, Yes. Um, you know, versus forcing people into it. But that doesn't also mean you can't have like a small, you know, like $50 nutrition or, you know, um, some kind of workshop offered, you know, that maybe right. is like a first step for people to find you or even your membership, which I'm not sure if you're, is that still in existence? I still yet? have it. I haven't talked about it a lot lately because um, I guess what happened in the summer, it just sort of people are away and, but yes, my membership is a, um, thank, thanks to you. Help me set that up. It's a collective. And I, I think I came up with the idea because I was in your collective. That's what mm -hmm. I was thinking of. The other thing that I was in with you. Was oh, about, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Membership that I had. Yeah. Yes. The membership. So, um, it's been amazing, but again, that's also evolving and, it's become more of a support group, I would say. And mm -hmm. these women are, 
Um, there's a court, a couple of people have come and gone. It's a, just in case you're interested, I think, you know, this It's a lower priced offering Yes, yeah. and, um, it's a Facebook group, but there's also, um, an education portal where they get education every month and things like that. But, um, we started meeting face to face about six months ago, or once we could, once we could through like in person face to face. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So once we could, whenever all our restrictions were lifted and things were getting better and people were feeling comfortable, we started meeting face to face, which then narrows it down a bit because you have to be somewhat local. It yeah. just turned out that people were local um, who joined or, you know, are not far enough away. I did give them the option to, to, to join on Zoom as well. But um, anyway, it's become this amazing group of more support, like more of a support group, I guess, is the way that I can describe it. So another thing for me to look at and figure out how I'm, what I'm going to do with that, because Mm -hmm. I still have, um, yeah, we still have our once a month meetings. We still have our regular contact. We still have education, but you know, if I am going to change it to only in person, then that narrows down who can attend, right. Or who can join. So. Yeah. And, um, I think that's, again, just like an involvement of a mm-hmm. process. Like, I, I love everything we're talking about because you're really sharing almost like the initial thought and idea of something and then how it shifts and changes, which is so natural in a business, right? We're never going to just nail it or very unlikely we're going to nail it the first time, right? <laughs> Sometimes it takes a few um, times around the block to be like, okay, okay. And then now this is what I want. Oh, wait a minute. Now this is what it looks like, which is right. totally fine. Um, and, you know, I think that also goes to show that sure, we can be an online business, but there can still be in-person yes. or local ways that we're contributing to our community. Um, I don't think it has to be like a one or the other. It can be both. Yeah. And it's, I think it's, has a lot to do with COVID and zoom fatigue and people just realizing, oh, we're not that far away. Why don't we meet in person? And, you know, wanting that just a desire for the human connection, or, you know, we have, we're going to do a walking one, one of our events is going to be like a walking night. And yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, again, to your point evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to go with that and figure out what that will look like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. So my question for you is like, obviously you kind of have, it sounds like the foundation quite set up now and, and, um, you know, as you pivot and change your niche and get more clarity there, you know, your website changes, your email list changes, your nutrition programs change. Um, and now you kind of have your feet under you to know how to make those pivots and changes. But initially, you know, when we, when we had started together, like what prompted you to, to even reach out for help at the beginning versus trying it on your own? Because I think there's almost like two camps of people that like, 
right away know that they want to invest and get some support and other people that are like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. So how did you kind of put yourself into the camp of, I need some support? I think I just kept watching like your stories and your information and thinking, oh, okay, she, she gets these amazing tips. Okay. I'll try that. I'll try that. And then I realized I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> and I remember I used to say to you, I'm like, oh, Stephanie, I'm so much older than you. Like, I'm not going to be able to figure this out or I'm not, um, I can't go on Instagram and, you know, mm-hmm. talk. And you gave me this amazing tip that I now share with other people because I didn't want to show my face. And I thought, why does anyone want to see me? You know, and um, you gave me this tip of starting slowly and easily with like, don't show your face, but show some food, but use your voice. Right. And mm-hmm. and then once you start to get comfortable. So I, um, yeah, I just realized I couldn't do it on my own. I just, you know, I tried little things. I think I got my own logo and Mm then I didn't like that. And then I thought, oh, I'll try, you know, I didn't even know where to start, to be honest. I didn't didn't know where to start with an email list or anything like that. So I kept watching your stuff and Mm -hmm. I kept thinking about it. I think maybe I reached out a few times and then I spoke to my husband, who's fortunately the greatest supporter. And he was like, just go for it. You need, you need to do this. Yeah. You need to, you need some help and you really want to do this. And it's just going to make it so much easier for you. If you have, you know, guidelines and procedures and everything set out for you and videos and all the, everything that you provided us. So like a roadmap, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I get a lot of people and um, I'm so grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast because it's such a fun way to bring Mm -hmm. everyone together and to share. Um, But I have a lot of people just say, you know, I'm going to just continue listening to the podcast and piece things together myself, which that's great if you can do that. But I think sometimes that almost delays the inevitable of like gathering little bits of information, but not knowing how to put it together versus, you know, and I've done this in my business too, where I'll like, you know, watch the webinars or do the free, you know, the free podcasts or the free downloads. And then I'm like, okay, but how do I do this? It's like, I was spending so much time watching webinars and stories and downloading everything under the sun. Yeah. Right. And then you hit this point where you, I hit this point. I don't know if this was for you, where you realize I'm not, I'm not helping anybody. I'm not doing what I want to do anymore. I felt like I was spinning my wheels and I it just knew I needed help. So yeah. Yeah. That decision, like even before we started, I was like, Oh, I feel so much better already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I'm really glad to hear that. And how do you even like get your mind around investing in your business, which I'm sure maybe looks different now because you have, you know, quote unquote proof that it works and that there's people interested, but you know, early on, how did you even wrap your head around investing? So again, I I would have to say thank you to my husband for this one. He's had his own business for about 25 years. So he was like, you know, sometimes you just have to invest to get the return, right? And that's what I couldn't wrap my head around because I hadn't had clients yet. I felt like, you know, I'd made the investment in school, um, those kinds of things. And um, I knew if I was going to invest in, you know, courses and website help and, and all of that. And he just kept reminding me, like, your first year of business, you have to often or your first or second or third, how many years it takes you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anyone to think that the first year of business and the second year is everything's rosy, but you know, however long it takes you, you might have to invest to get that return in the end, but you know, smartly invest. Like I was looking at so many different options and yeah. I just, again, just felt really lucky that I found you and, um, and all of the resources you have to offer. Cause it, it not only provided me, um, with the, 
technology, with the, you know, all of those process things, but it was also confidence, right? Mm. A confidence that I didn't have because this was so unknown to me. Like I, like I said, I'd never worked for myself. I mean, social media, starting social media in your, you know, late forties is like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was the best to this day. I still best investment I've ever made. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's yeah. been so nice to have you, you know, uh, and watch hey. your involvement in your business and, and grow along with you and, um, and to, yeah, kind of see how things pivot and grow. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Kind of pivoting the conversation now, um, share about like your favorite programs and platforms that you're using now in your business, which maybe they're different from the ones you started out with. Maybe they're the same. Like, where are you kind of on a monthly basis, like investing your money into running, like what programs are you using to run your business? Okay. So I use practice better for client um, management and, and scheduling and all of that. And it's amazing. It's great. Um, I think I, I don't know what I, I don't think I had much, I didn't really have anything at the beginning. You know, people are like emailing me and they're like, yeah. like going back and forth. Like, can you meet at 10? Can you meet at, you know, it's like, ridiculous. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so easy, you know, send a link, you can check my calendar, what works for you. And then, you know, upload all your documents, all that stuff. So practice betters is, is a lifesaver. Um, I do use that clean life, which is great, but I don't use it probably the same way that a lot of nutritionists do because I don't create meal plans. I think it's mostly because of my niche is, um, about, you know, finding what works for you, including all foods, food, freedom, things like that. So what I always say to clients is we work on the relationship with food first, and then, when you're ready, you know, I'll do like a recipe booklet or, you know, you're looking for easy breakfast because you struggle with fitting in breakfast or you um, wouldn't let yourself eat breakfast for so long or whatever the case may be. So I do use it. It just in a more on the um, closer to the end of our time working together. But I also have those one-off people who, you know, um, come to me. I've had a couple couples come to me and they're like, we just want a bunch of recipes. We just mm -hmm. want, you know, this. So then I'll create not really a meal plan, but more of a recipe, recipe book for them. So I love that clean life. It's awesome. Um, what else? I've been using MailChimp for my um, email newsletter, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking of changing it. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Just find it's not quite as user-friendly as I hoped it would be. Yeah, I started with Mailchimp. I probably taught you Mailchimp, <laughs> which I'm sorry. Um, no I think <laughs> fault of yours. No, I didn't know anything else. So, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, right? There's, you know, you use what you can, or you use what you can in your business until it doesn't work any longer. Yes. So it's almost like, okay, um, this either I've outgrown this, or this is too complicated, or there's a better platform now. And I think that's, again, just like the trajectory of online, the online the space of new programs. They have, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I know um, before we pressed record, I was chatting with you about maybe considering something like Flowdesk, which I know is quite a simplistic um, email platform where it's just very easy to manage. And, you know, the reason I recommend a lot of people switch from, let's say, MailChimp or another um, provider over to Flowdesk is because if your email platform or any program you're using in your business is too complicated to use, you're not going to use it. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to say it's too hard to write an email, so you won't do it. So how can you almost like pull that resistance level down by finding a platform um, that's going to work better? And sure, it's going to take time to set something new up. So you kind of almost have to weigh like it's going to take, you know, 
five hours to set this up, but it's going to save me 500 hours over the next couple of years in my business um, and really kind of weigh those pros and cons. So yeah, I'm glad you even started an email list to begin with and you know have written to your email list. And now, you know, if you pivot, at least you already are in the rhythm of, of um, writing to your list. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think the email list is invaluable. Right. And something I constantly have to remind myself to work on because it's not my best thing, but (laughs) yeah. And and I mean, there's so many hats that we're juggling, right? So, you know, maybe one day you're really consistent on social media and then Mm -hmm. one day you're really consistent on your email list and, you know, it ebbs and flows. And I, I know something I've been sharing with a lot of people recently, especially when it comes to email list is remembering that you don't have to create new content for your email list all the time. It can be content that you've posted on Instagram that you're resharing or you're elaborating on. Maybe you're just writing more context. Maybe it's pulling something from your website, like your story and writing that to your email list, or maybe it's even, um, like taking things you've written on your blog or a podcast you were just a guest appeared on and sending that as information to your um, email list. So an email list, again, doesn't have to be like another piece of new content. It can be, you know, pulling from places you've already created. And I think it's just finding what, again, whatever is easiest for you to actually commit to. And that's interesting you say that because I love that you remind people of that a lot. Like you remind people on social media, right? Because I got caught in that so much. Like everything has to be new. Everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be, you know, just so on my Instagram, on my newsletter, on my blog. And then when one thing would start sort of taking a back seat, I would feel pressure and I would either just say, forget it, or I would, you know, feel badly and, you know, beat myself up. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that approach, right. Just understanding that you can reuse things and that you can, um, like you said, elaborate on a post or something like that. So helpful. Yeah. And even, you know, knowing that you're paying into some of these programs, you know, like MailChimp, you're likely paying monthly for or an email yeah. list, you're likely paying monthly for, you know, so using things like creating an email sequence that, you know, goes out automatically when someone joins your email list. So you're not having to, you know, always be present, right? It's something you've set up once that goes out over and over or even pre-scheduling posts. So when you have energy, writing a couple or pre-scheduling emails, writing a couple and pre-scheduling them. So using the features of the programs you've invested in, because that's what you're paying for. It's like really you're paying for the ease of having this platform do a lot of the work for you. But a lot of the times we don't use them in those ways. I know. I know. I've gotten better. You said, funny you say that about the MailChimp and pre-writing and then just scheduling it to go out. Cause I wasn't really doing that. I was writing it and then leaving it for a while and then re you know what I mean? And just, yeah, exactly. that was making me procrastinate even more, but yeah. yeah. Again, like I, I, find myself saying this over and over so much, but you know, there's no rules in business. Like, I know. I know. Do it however we want. And you're again, a great testament to that of like just getting started and going with the flow and feeling where things go and, and adding more things on when you need to. And, you know, maybe like stopping doing certain things in your business when it didn't feel right. Like, and you, you mentioned intuition earlier in this conversation. I think business is a lot about listening to your intuition. Do you find that that's something you're trying to access often? I do for sure. Yeah. I I think that, um, I think it comes with more confidence in yourself and in the business. And, um, and once you have some clients under your belt and, and then, yeah, like a silly example is, you know, um, like having a client call with someone where, 
you realize pretty quickly that they're probably not going to buy into your niche or, you know, something like that, or it's just might not work. And then, you know, coming to that sort of realization with the person, like that is not something I would have done at the beginning. I probably would have tried to force it to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. But, Mm -hmm. um, just that's totally when I'd have to listen to my intuition and my gut and say like this, won't serve them either. Right. I'm not the person for them, which is something you don't want to do when you first start your business, because you're just like, Oh, I just want to help everybody. But, um, yeah, so definitely using my intuition and and going with the flow. And I've been trying to do that a lot more lately. And I don't know if that's just coming with age and just like, (laughs) I'm not a super like perfectionist personalities. So I felt like I was trying to force myself to be that way. And it just wasn't feeling natural. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that actually leads into my last question of like how you even structure, you know, your business, your schedule. Like, is that something you are quite like serious about, you know, having a daily or weekly schedule, or do you kind of almost bring that like flow energy into like, okay, what feels good for me today? Is today a content creation day or is today a day that I am working with a client? Like, what does that look like for you? So I was just going, as you're asking me that question, I was thinking, well, I should. And then I thought, I'm not going to say I should because yeah, yeah. I'm always telling people, stop saying you should. Right. Um, but I, okay. So weirdly, I don't know if this is weird. Maybe you're this way. I love Mondays mm. uh, and I just love the, I don't know if it's the feeling or maybe it's that people are gone out of my house or whatever it is. <laughs> But it's, um, I feel like a new energy, new creation. So often Mondays are um, working on like email creation or blog posts, which are are super been put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so Mondays are, and they're also usually check-in. I check in with clients a lot. And so I check in with clients that I maybe I'm not meeting that week and I'll just mm-hmm. check and see how their weekend was or whatever. Um, I, I don't have, I don't follow an Instagram. I know a lot of people have like Instagram planners. I can't remember what they're called now, but you know what I mean? The, where like you schedule or something. Yeah. I, that's just, I tried it and I'll be honest, it wasn't for me. And so I think that's where a huge part of my, the flow comes in is the Instagram. I feel it. I see something, I think about it and maybe not the best way to maybe not the best advice, but it's what works for me. Right. So everybody's different. Some people love those content planners. They know that this post is going out on that day and this post, you know, I, it, it felt so unnatural for me. So I just, that's, I chose to do away with it, but um, yeah. So I do have a structure. I wouldn't say I have a calendar where I like block off. This is what I'm doing right now. Well, I do. Well, actually I do for certain days and then client calls and things like that. But, um, yeah, there's like a little bit of flow, a little bit, there's of a little flow, little structure. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. I think is nice. Yeah. And especially, you know, maybe that will change further mm-hmm. on in your business. Like if let's say you do develop this like longer term three month program, you know, you have X amount of clients. So maybe you need X amount of More days structure. to see those clients on yeah. and, and, you know, slotting time out in your calendar for following up with them and things like that. But I think it's almost like finding what works for you and your schedule and, and your family and your job, you know, because you are still, I believe training with the, I am. Yes. um, Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's lots of variables in your life. So it's like finding what works for you and not just following a structure because someone told you that should work. Right. No, I, I've never been good at that. I mean, not never, but just in, again, I, it's funny that our whole conversation seems to, we should call it evolvement, but because that's, yeah. what 
I've, I've realized as I start to learn about how to be an entrepreneur, how to start a business, how to maintain a business, um, so many of the things that people tell you you should do, they just don't work for my personality, right? Some people, they work 100%. They can, they like to tick boxes, and but it's just not um, who I am. And I, and I think that then that if I was doing that, I don't think that would come across naturally to people I was working with. So it wouldn't serve me or them. They're mm-hmm. in the best interest. So, yeah. But yeah. that took time for me to figure out, right? I kept yeah. thinking I was doing something wrong. What's wrong with me? You're not working hard enough. You're not working smart enough. You know, all those things. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's no there's no guarantee that by posting every day on Instagram and ticking the boxes, that oh. is what makes you successful. Sometimes someone could post once and it's just the most heartfelt, you know, post that people connect with and that fills up your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not oh, always about quantity. It can yeah, be quality. Especially with, and, yeah. Especially. Sorry to cut you off. Sorry. No, yeah, no, no, you're especially good. with Instagram. It is completely right. Such a, yeah, a shot in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. This was, I know we kind of took so many paths in this conversation, but just like you said, like, I really think it was just showing like how things can change, evolve, pivot, grow like you know you can start your business one way and it can look completely different a month from now a year from now and that is the journey right and you have to be open to that and then also I love this layer that we talked about of like really listening to yourself because I think so many of us feel scared to do that in our business because we do want that guru or that person that's going to say this is this is the key to success and a lot of the times it's finding your own key to success and I think you've really done that I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That's what works for me <laughs> and you and your help. And your <laughs> yeah. Partner. Sometimes it does yeah. have to have the structure and sometimes it's the inner knowing, right? It's, it's yes. both. It's a, it's a dance of getting the information, bringing it in, figuring out what works best for you and like f- feeling around, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that, uh, yeah, you're a really good, a good person that shows that, that is possible in business. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you for having me in this conversation and for all your support, your ongoing support, right? And my continued access to your programs. And I still use all your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it's fan. (laughs) Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to look at that video again. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Which is a nice thing about having online courses and things like that, where you can go back to them and and, uh, review them and kind of as your business changes. So before we go, can you just share with everyone where they can and find out more about you, maybe your Instagram, your website. Oh, um, sure. Thank you for asking. Uh, Instagram is Harper Health and Wellness. It's a mouthful. It's long, but <laughs> um, and my Instagram is the same, or my sorry, that's my Instagram. My webpage is harperhealthandwellness.com. Perfect. And is there yeah. anything that people can check out there, like about your program, or if they want to refer anyone your way, where would they refer their, their clients to? Yeah. So they could go to the um, website or you can contact me on Instagram. Also, I have in my Instagram bio um, a link, and then you can get a freebie. If you want to know a little bit about me, then you know, you'll get a couple of emails sent to you right away. And like join my news newsletter list. And there's also program information in there. So yeah, probably the best place is the Instagram, click the links or just go right to the website. 
Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to put that all in the show notes for everyone. Thank you. And I definitely recommend checking out Tracy, following her on Instagram. She definitely posts a lot of things that I think help to change your mindset for the better when it comes to nutrition and food and your relationship with food and not having to do things the way that everybody does them and really kind of questioning, you know, um, our relationship with food. So I, I know I learned so much from you and I'm so oh. grateful. So I hope everyone can follow you. And like I mentioned at the beginning, you're such a bright light. So it's oh. definitely uh, worth kind of being in your world to, to learn. Oh. Thank you so much. Sweetest words. And <laughs> you know how I feel about you. I'm your biggest cheerleader. So yeah, <laughs> this has Thanks. been great reconnecting again. I missed, I missed our chats actually. <laughs> yeah. This has been so yeah. good. Yeah. We'll definitely have to have you on again, maybe to talk in a year and see where the, okay. Yeah. See where yeah. I've ebbed and flowed and what I haven't done. And <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, thank okay. you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.